BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. How did you go from sharing stories over the years to deciding to write a book? Good question, Mayor. Good question. This Ben Jarofsky Show Benny J bonus interview is brought to you in part by the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Local 9, the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 150, and the Chicago Federation of Labor. Benny J, take it away. Bonus time on the Ben Jarofsky Show. As I sit here, it's Thursday, August 6, 2020. Uh, of course, you could be listening to this anytime. Uh, this is a podcast. Uh, as I always do with bonus interviews, I always just get a kick out of saying what's in the news. So uh, if you're listening to this in five years, you'll know what we what was going on in the world when I had this conversation. And I just plucked this article from today's New York Times. Trump's bank was subpoena signaling broader criminal case. So for all we know, five years from now, Donald Trump will be in jail in New York uh, and I'll have to do with this investigation. Anyway, as I um, uh, do with all my bonus guests, I ask my distinguished guests to introduce themselves. So distinguished guest, introduce yourself. My name is Leonard Goodman. I'm a uh, Chicago criminal defense attorney, and I also teach federal criminal law at DePaul. And he is also, Leonard Goodman is, uh, a writer uh, for my beloved Chicago Reader. uh, And uh, he has the Jeffrey Epstein beat at the Reader. Leonard Goodman does. Uh, I guess you must have, you beat me out for that beat, Leonard. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Uh, That's okay. Uh, And this is, I think, maybe the third time that Leonard's been on the show uh, to talk about Epstein. Uh, And a fascinating story he did that ran a couple weeks ago. As soon as I read it, I said, you got to come on. And I'm reading the headline, The False Hope of Ghislaine Maxwell's Arrest. If history is any guide, Jeffrey Epstein's longtime partner is unlikely to pay for their crime. That's the headline. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the article reads, begins with the July 2nd arrest and indictment of Ghislaine Maxwell, the longtime partner of Jeffrey Epstein. The victims of their child sex trafficking ring are once again being led to believe that the truth about the network of high profile abusers and protectors will finally be revealed. That's the lead and that's a general topic. Leonard, why don't you uh, explain? start by just explaining, give people a little uh, background What's the connection between Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein? Well, she's goes back with Epstein pretty much to the beginning. Um, and, you know, this case has been a massive cover up from the beginning. And, you know, I think, the, you know, the what I'm interested in is just this is the biggest cover up that I have seen in my lifetime. And. You know, every time there's a new development and now Ghislaine Maxwell has been arrested and she's under indictment and we could talk about that. But every time the victims are told, you know, get your hopes up now, we're really going to the federal government's really going to come clean and find out what was going on and who was protecting him and who was helping him um, over the years, over, you know, since the 90s. 
And every time they're let down, and I think all indications are that that's going to happen again. And, you know, I think, you know, what I'm interested in is why is the federal government protecting these people um, to this extent? And that's the question that you really won't hear explored. To me, that's the most important question. And it's not a question that you'll hear explored in the mainstream press because the mainstream press is partisan. You know, you're either on the red team or the, or the blue team. In this case, this case cuts at both teams. So one second. So, so I'm sorry, I've got a couple kids that just came in. Um, so that's why the, you know, you're not going to hear the truth come out. I mean, this goes back to, um, you know, the mid 2000s. This was originally investigated by the Palm Beach Police Department, where they were investigating some underage girls that were being recruited by Epstein and Maxwell and groomed and turned into sex slaves for high profile people, including politicians, uh, some of the most wealthy people. And, um, there was an investigation and then the feds came in and said, no, 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 Palm Beach Police Department, we'll take this over. We'll do an honest investigation here. You guys back off. So the feds uh, took over and the FBI took over and all of these victims, they identified as many as 30, at least 30 victims, credible victims of Epstein and Maxwell um, who cooperated with the FBI under the belief or with the promise that there was going to be an actual uh, prosecution and exposure of this network. Um, and they were misled in the most disgraceful way. Um, they were told that the indictment was coming. The indictment was coming. In fact, an indictment was prepared, like a 50 page indictment that would have given uh, Max, uh, that would have given Epstein life in prison. And then at the last minute, they entered this unprecedented non-prosecution agreement where they basically agreed not to, to give immunity to Epstein and all of his potential uh, co-conspirators, um, which would, I guess, include, you know, people that worked with him, um, Maxwell as well. And this was filed under seal and the victims were lied and not told about this agreement, which was against the law. Um, these, the victims are parties to this. They should have been a party. So they were um, misled back then. And it happened again when Epstein was indicted. Um, you know, Epstein mysteriously um, suicided himself in jail. And now um, the, the victims are again being told that there's reason for hope because uh, Maxwell and the Southern District of, of New York is on the case and they're going to get to the bottom of it. But there's a lot of reasons to believe that it's not going to happen again. Um, we could talk a little bit about some of that if, if you want me to go into the the indictment. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I hear you fine. You're coming through loud and clear. And uh, yeah, I, I'm listening to you. And you said something that that uh, triggered me to move into an area which I was going to hold off on. You said this this goes back to the 90s. Did I get you? Did I hear you correctly that the investigation goes back to the 90s? Did I hear well, you I don't say know that? that the, I, no, I don't know that the, he was being investigated in the 90s, although there were reports um, 
Um, I, I said it in my article. I don't, uh, I don't have the date in front of me, but at least one of the victims uh, reported to, she was a New York victim. She filed complaints with the FBI and um, the New York police department. And I believe that was in the nineties. I am sure there was other um, victims that came forward back then as well. Um, so, and, and the FBI just simply ignored it back then. Okay. Uh, because I'm going to get into Donald Trump and Bill Clinton in a little while. And, uh, but let's just do it right now. I just, let's just get this right out of the way because, um, both Bill Clinton and Donald Trump have been linked to Jeffrey Epstein. So you have a prominent Democrat and you have a prominent Republican. And let me just point out, ladies and gentlemen, that Bill Clinton and Donald Trump were friends for a good chunk of time. The split between the Clintons and the Trumps is uh, a relatively recent phenomenon, maybe the last 10 years, and culminating, of course, in the 2016 election when Donald Trump ran against Hillary Clinton. But they used to be friends. And Donald Trump uh, talks about playing golf with Bill Clinton and palling around with Bill Clinton. Both of them insist they knew nothing about Jeffrey Epstein and Maxwell engaging in sex trafficking. Leonard, is there any credibility in your humble opinion to their denials? Well, I can say, you know, Trump, I can't say because not as much is known about Trump and Epstein. This was back in the 90s, I think, that they were associated. Um, but Bill Clinton, I think a little bit more is known because when he got done being president in 2001, um, he had a, quite a close association with Epstein. I think he flew on the plane, which was called the Lolita Express, some 30-something times. Uh, Bill Clinton lied about that when he was asked. And Ghislaine Maxwell was a guest at Chelsea Clinton's wedding. Um, so I think there's quite a connection. Apparently, Bill Clinton had his favorite seat on the Lolita Express, so I think more, I, what I could say is that more is known about Bill Clinton's uh, connection than Donald Trump's and, and Bill Clinton's involvement. Well, I, I have a really hard time uh, believing them, either one of them uh, when they say uh, that they had no clue, no idea uh, what Jeffrey Epstein was up to. Uh, yeah. That's just my sense of things. All right, let's go back uh, to exactly what, what are the, what are, are they charging uh, Maxwell with? What has she been charged with? Well, she's charged with recruiting, um, you know, underage girls for, for Epstein. I think what's interesting about the indictment and somewhat um, troubling is it is limited to um, the mid nineties. Um, it, it's restricted to the years 1994 through 1997. Um, so what that suggests is that um, they're trying to uh, maybe target the case towards activities in the nineties and um, to omit activities in the 2000s, which would include our friend uh, Bill Clinton, um, because his involvement with Epstein began after his presidency in 2001. So that would be the only possible explanation for why they would focus on that period of time, because we know that Maxwell did not disassociate from Epstein after 1997. Her involvement with Epstein continued well into the 2000s. 
And um, so there, and, and there are certainly witnesses that have come forward um, in these civil suits and, um, and that have been interviewed by the FBI that implicate uh, both Epstein and Maxwell and many others all throughout uh, the 2000s. So there would be no reason uh, for the government to limit it to that other than the fact that maybe they have some political reason um, that they think the, um, they can avoid having a full-scale a, a full-scale illumination of what was going on, which the government has not wanted to do um, for 20 years. So that would that would be the you know the interesting thing. I, mean, I think the other thing that's strange is why Maxwell even returned to the United States. I think she's a citizen of three different countries. Um, so why is she back here knowing that she's going to be arrested? And that would suggest that there's some deal in the works or maybe um, that's already been, um, you know, a tentative deal that has been cooked up between the government and Maxwell's lawyers, um, which would again suggest that they're trying to limit the uh, information that the public is going to get. And to me, that's really what, what I'm concerned with is, you know, I would like to know actually what went on. Um, I would like to know if there were connections between Epstein and the intelligence communities. Um, it seems that there was, and that is, um, you know, there've been plenty of reports about that, not in the mainstream press again, but, um, and also the, federal prosecutor down in Florida, the head federal prosecutor in the Southern District of Florida, um, Alexander Acosta, stated when he was asked, why did you give Epstein this break? Why did you cut him this unusual um, no prosecution deal where not only would you not prosecute Epstein, but any of his potential co-conspirators um, when you had all of this evidence against him? And Acosta's answer was, I was told to leave it alone that he was with intelligence. Um, there have been, there's another uh, former uh, CIA officer that I quoted in my, uh, my article that said that uh, Epstein's island, you, you, you recall he owned an island mm-hmm. um, in the Caribbean, that that island, uh, that the CIA was, was involved with that island in a blackmail, a honey trap blackmail operation um, in using Epstein um, to get dirt on foreign leaders and prominent people, blackmail um, information. And as you can imagine, Ben, I mean, if that came out, it would be a huge scandal. And nobody apparently wants that to come out. Nobody wants to dig into that connection. Um, and it's really the only thing that really can explain why the government has gone to these lengths to avoid having uh, a, a to avoid having some sunshine um, being let in on this case, which is what the victims have been asking for for 15, 20 years. Um, so there have to be some very powerful forces involved. I would say more powerful than Bill Clinton, although he is a pretty powerful man and with, with, within uh, the Democratic Party. Um, a lot of money flows through uh, the Clintons. And so, but I, I would say it has to go beyond above uh, Bill Clinton, this cover up. 
All right, let's get into a little bit more about what you talk about, a possible connection uh, uh, between uh, Jeffrey Epstein and the intelligence community. We uh, we talked about this the last time you were on the show, but uh, repeat it again. Maybe some people didn't hear you the last time. What are these possible connections uh, that you're getting at? Well, you know, all I can do is look at the evidence, and that is what Acosta said. That is what, is, what did the prosecutor say when he was asked? And the reason why he was asked this question is because you'll recall Acosta was appointed by Trump as, um, was it Labor Secretary? Yes. Yeah, I, think, I think it was Labor Secretary. It was Labor, yeah. And so mm-hmm. when he was being vetted by the Trump team, they said, is there anything in your background? You, you were the U.S. attorney down in Florida. Is there anything that happened down there that could cause embarrassment uh, to the Trump administration? Um, and they said, well, what about this Epstein case? Why did you give this guy this break? And Acosta's answer was, I was told to let it go that he was with intelligence. I was told to leave him alone. Um, so that is, you know, pretty startling, pretty strong evidence that the, uh, the prosecutor down, down in, in Florida was told that. Now, um, who told him? We don't know. No one has asked that question. And no one in the mainstream press, to my knowledge, has ever asked Acosta um, who told you to uh, cut him this deal um, and to lie to the victims? Because, you know, that's the, the crazy thing is the victims were led to believe for years after this that the indictment was still pending and that they were just getting ready to launch it. Um, and um, the victims were illegally lied to. They had a right to know if there was some some deal in the works and they were cut out. So, um, you know, that. That is a startling thing. So we know that. And we know that the government has gone to these lengths to avoid any uh, public airing of this case, um, including, and some would say, and again, um, I have no evidence for this, that some would say that that Epstein was murdered to avoid that case, uh, to prevent that case from going to trial. Um, And there is reason, strong reason to suggest, I lay out some of the facts in my article um, the cameras were broken outside of his cell. Screams were heard on the morning. Um, you know, the, um, the warden of, the, of that prison was mysteriously transferred out. Um, so there's reasons to suspect. And the, probably the most important is that an independent um, forensic pathologist looked at this and said that the, the bones that were broken in his neck, you never see that from a suicide. That's generally from a homicide, from strangulation. So um, again, the, the press has basically been told to leave it alone, uh, just like Acosta was. And that's what we have. And that's why, you know, I'm grateful to publications like The Reader that will allow um, explorations of these types of things, which are so important, not just to these poor victims. You know, a lot of these victims were from foster homes. They were, you know, I guess the federal government didn't consider them to be important enough um, to tell the truth to. um, And they thought they could just play these games with them and suck them in and let them um, spend their time with the FBI and tell their stories with the promise that uh, justice was going to be served and then to have them double crossed at the end. Um, and again, now, as I quoted in the article, they're quoting some of these victims of saying, yes, finally, we're going to get uh, the truth is going to come out. They're going to go down the list of co-conspirators um, now that Maxwell is under indictment. And um, as I said in the article, it looks like they're going to be let the victims are going to be double crossed again 
How? I don't know. Yeah. But um, we'll see. Before we get into uh, uh, the double crossing of the, the, the victims, I want to come back to a part of portion of your article and read it and then have uh, you elaborate on it if you can and i'm quoting again this is the article that just ran in the reader i urge everybody to check it out uh when they're done listening to this interview quote any evidence that the cia was working with epstein by for example installing hidden cameras on his properties or reviewing video footage involving world leaders like former israeli prime minister ehud barak would be devastating for the agency the use of children to obtain compromising information on foreign leaders shocks the conscience, and most of the girls preyed upon by Epstein come from disadvantaged families or foster cares. Elaborate a little bit more on that, the, the involvement of the CI. That's what I was getting at um, in Epstein and what they were up to, potentially. I understand you don't have firsthand information, but right. what's your what's your well, there's, fear? There's been a lot reported um, about his connection to Mossad, and I don't want to get into that. There's a lot of uh, reporters that have lot that have looked into that, and you can people, the readers can look that up. Um, as you probably know, um, one of the people that were apparently compromised was the former prime minister of Israel, um, Ehud Barak. Um, there's been pictures. In fact, there was a picture on the front of, I think, the Jerusalem Times of, of Ehud Barak going into Epstein's property in New York, um, one of his mansions. And some underage girls were uh, observed going in after uh, Barak. Um, so there's the connections with Mossad have been widely reported. Um, you know, it clearly was not Mossad that told the, U- the U.S. attorney down in Florida to back off and to um, leave Epstein alone. It clearly had to be U.S. intelligence. Mossad doesn't have um, the authority to be telling federal prosecutors what cases to bring. Um, the person, the former CIA official that I quoted in my article said that it was a joint CIA Mossad operation um, and that the and that the CIA has compromise on um, foreign officials. Now, the CIA, as you know, are not allowed to work within the United States. So the, um, you know, the belief is that, you know, Mossad would have done any work in the United States and, and the CIA would have worked with Epstein, um, perhaps on his Lolita Island. Um, uh, all right. Now, uh Let's get to the uh, indictment against Maxwell. Um, if the theory that you advanced uh, in your in your column in your article that ultimately they'll probably be disappointed is true, and I, I kind of share that sense of gloom, Leonard. But then again, I've been covering politics in Chicago for so long, so it comes with uh, that beat. But if it's true, why are they even going through the pretense? Yeah, well, that's a good question. And the reason is um, because of a reporter, um, I think her name was, uh, her last name's Brown. I forget the first, Julie Brown of the Miami Herald. Mm-hmm. What happened is this case was dead and buried. Um, the federal government was not going to touch Epstein and Maxwell until, um, I think it was in November of uh, 2018, this reporter for the Miami Herald did this series of 80 victims. 
um, many of whom had and were double crossed. She went into um, what was done to these victims by Epstein and his his co his co conspirators. The shock deal where they were all basically given a no prosecution deal and immunity uh, from any future prosecution. And the victims were lied about it and um, so that they couldn't object. And so that embarrassed the federal government. And that's why Epstein was arrested because the federal government, you know, they don't like to be embarrassed. And so they said, oh, we're, we're on it now. And they went and up, uh, they went and arrested Epstein and they basically just dusted off the same indictment that had been prepared back in 2007 um, and just filed that in the Southern District of, of New York. And um, then, of course, Epstein, a month after, less than a month after he was arrested, he's found dead in his cell. So that case went away. Um, and then there was a lot of pressure to go after his main uh, partner in crime for all these years Maxwell. And I think, um, you know, they really had to do something and it looks like they're going to do something um, that's not going to get to the bottom of this case. Now, I would say one other thing, you know, if we really wanted to learn the truth, um, what we really need is a whistleblower and someone like Julian Assange um, to publish what actually was going on within the CIA, within the FBI. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, Assange is in um, high security prison in London and is facing life in prison for basically being a publisher. And um, to me, that's another national disgrace. And it's a disgrace that no journalists are speaking up or not enough journalists are speaking up for Assange and what's being done to him, because that's the only way we learn about government crimes. If you think about it, you know, the, the federal government committed a crime, Acosta's office committed a crime when they lied to the victims and, um, didn't tell them that they had dismissed the case against Epstein and granted him immunity, but there's nobody to prosecute the federal government. There is no, there is no authority that's going to prosecute the federal government uh, other than themselves. And um, generally they investigate themselves and, and declare themselves innocent. So um, we need whistleblowers and we need people that are, that have the courage to publish um, truthful information about government crimes. Now, Leonard, I'm trying to think through how can uh, the powers that be, let's just presume for a moment that our worst suspicions are true and that there's powerful forces that do not want uh, information out about Epstein's connection to intelligence, Epstein using uh, the Lolita Express to uh, get, uh, sort of gather incriminating information about powerful people, which could be used to blackmail them. Uh, so they just want these uh, secrets buried. But Maxwell knows the secrets. So what will they do to keep Maxwell from revealing what she knows and yet still maintain the pretense of having uh, a legitimate investigation? Right. Well, that's the key question. That's a, you know, it's a great question. Um, I mean, I can only speculate. I mean, there's a few possibilities. One is she could, she could get suicided, um, like Epstein. Um, she could, they could cut some sort of a deal, um, and pretend that it's fair like they did, um, down in Florida. Um, and, you know, the third possibility is that if the case has to go to trial, 
it appears that that's sort of like the, 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 not the government would not like this case to go to trial, but it seems like if it does, their contingency plan is to try to restrict it to those three years in the mid nineties. Um, maybe that's before his involvement with, in, with intelligence uh, so that there would be no possibility of that information coming out. That would be my suspicion um, that they're going to, in the eventuality that this case were to go to trial, they're going to restrict it to a period of time when it would cause the least embarrassment to the U.S. government and to other people, perhaps Bill Clinton. I mean, I don't know. Um, again, I'm just speculating, but other powerful people that maybe um, have the ear of law enforcement. Well, I have to tell you, uh, this distinction that you make between uh, Clinton and Trump on this one, I'm not so certain uh, I, I buy into that. Uh, I think both of them are up to no good with Jeffrey Epstein. And I think there's revealing information about each of these gentlemen uh, that would be really embarrassing to Clinton and Trump and their respective parties. I just, um, I find it interesting, I'll put it to you this way, that Donald Trump, the a good contingent of Donald Trump's base is absolutely convinced that Jeffrey Epstein was murdered uh, to cover up for Clinton's crimes. I know this, Leonard, because I get all these Tea Party emails. I think I may have told you this in the past. Somehow I got on their mailing list. So I get all their, t and the latest on uh, Epstein. I mean, I get this all the time. Maxwell, ready to speak out. And they're always connecting it to Clinton. And every now and then Donald Trump will do one of his, like, he'll make a, a reference to it in like a tweet or a comment, almost like he wants to fan those flames. Lefties and Democrats don't play go the other way for whatever reason. I don't see Democrats trying to get attention focused on Donald Trump's connections uh, to Epstein. Even though Donald Trump made that comment just last week in the interview, I don't know if you saw it with Axios, yeah, where he wishes her well. Yeah. And, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so we immediately, all the people that come on my show who are like, we're all kind of believe it's a conspiracy anyway. We're thinking that's his way of signaling to her that he's ready to pardon her. You got what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I'm, I do get it. I, I'm not so certain that either one of these two is any more innocent than the other. And I don't even know if I would ever apply the word innocence to Donald John Trump and Bill Clinton on any yeah. regard. But what's your thoughts on that? No, you, you could be right, but I'm just saying what is known about Trump's connection is basically there's that video that's been going around, which I took a look at. You probably saw where he's like standing. This is back in the nineties and he's standing next to Trump and they're looking at a bunch of models and making, you know, some crude comments mm -hmm. and like dancing, like white man dancing. Um, and, you know, that's basically what's been going around. I don't know what else is out there. Um, there I'm sure they have other information about Trump. Um, but I, I really don't know. I just know that Clinton, there's a lot more that is known. He flew on that plane some 30 times. He lied about it when he was asked. I think he said he, he was on there maybe five times. I think it's 30. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at the numbers. Um, 
he was very close. I mean, Maxwell was at, at Chelsea's wedding, as I said. So, I, I, you know, I, you could be right, but I'm just saying what is known. Yeah. Um, and it does appear, you know, the, the one thing that I didn't mention, and I do mention in the article, is that the, that Southern District of New York is quite anti-Trump. They're sort of in a feud with him. One of the prosecutors on the indictment is Comey's daughter, Um so it does seem like there is a political angle. And if you think, you know, the U.S. Department of Justice is not political, you know, remember Carl Rove, you know, who was firing U.S. attorneys who wouldn't, you know, help Republicans win elections. You probably remember that. Yes. You remember Alberto Gonzalez. I mean, it's a political, it's an arm of the federal government. They're as political as they get. Um, and, you know, this is an anti-Trump office, and it appears that they might be targeting the case to not only protect the CIA and maybe their friends like Bill Clinton, but also to try to embarrass Trump and turn it into a Trump sideshow, um, which they think maybe would satisfy the victims and maybe the general public. Um, because if they can get enough news cycles to make it about Trump, people will forget that they are being uh, hoodwinked again by the federal government who doesn't want you to know what actually was going on with Epstein and the CIA um, and some other powerful friends. So that's my reaction. All right. Uh, uh, in the article, according to the article, uh, Bill Clinton, it took at least 26 trips on okay. Epstein's private jet. Uh, yeah, we'll get into Bill Clinton in a little while and uh, your article and the Im- impact it had on me and his speech uh, at John Lewis's uh, funeral. Uh, I just finally came to a moment of realization about William Jefferson Clinton. Uh, but uh, back to uh, Epstein and the CIA, etc., Uh, Now I'm going to throw out, and again, I realize this is pure speculation. Leonard Goodman doesn't know uh, the inside on this story, but he just studies it from the outside. So one of the things I've observed from all these years and covering writing about Chicago corruption is that somebody uh, is caught doing something illegal and then starts wearing a wire and starts cooperating with the feds. Uh, we saw that with Danny Solis, who was a former alderman, uh, and then wore a wire collecting information on Ed Burke. The feds were really interested in getting information on Burke, and apparently they're also inf- interested in getting information on Michael Madigan. Um, so, all right, is your sense of it that uh, Jeffrey Epstein was up to absolutely no good? Uh, sex trafficking and the feds got wind of it and then turned him. And so then at some point he became uh, a federal informant or a federal operative in much the same way that Danny Solis did. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking the feds. I mean, I would, we're talking the, the speculation is intelligence, not the FBI, um, but the CIA. It may, might've started with Mossad and then the CIA wanted in on the action. Um, and, you know, Mossad and the CIA have a very close um, relationship. So that would be my guess that it started um, it started with the Israeli intelligence and then uh, U.S. started sort of partnered with them. Um, you know, just my guess, I would suggest I'm, I would also guess that it probably did not happen until either the late 90s because of, because of this indictment which is only targeted to 94 to 97. So it probably happened after that. Um, but again, it's pure speculation, but we do know that that's what Acosta said. I wish somebody would ask Alexander Acosta. You know what happened after he made that comment um, and the, you know, the S hit the fan. Mm-hmm. 
she basically was told to quietly retire and leave town. Uh, so nobody could really ask him. Um, I'm sure people could still find him and ask him who, who's the one that told you to back off. Um, that would be very interesting to know. And, um, you know, I don't, I, I just think it's, it, it tells you a little bit about the state of the press in this country that nobody's curious about that because, you know, and you talk about the left and the right, well, the left is in bed with the CIA. If you turn on uh, CNN or MSNBC, they have all these former spooks on every night uh, spreading rumors about Donald Trump. And I'm no fan of Donald Trump either, but you know, that's not, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm very troubled by what they call the left, the democratic party getting in bed uh, with intelligence and just printing these leaks. I mean, even this story about um, paying bounties for to the Taliban to kill Americans, you know, completely unsourced, um, evidence-free assertions. And again, you know, it could be true, but why would the, you know, it doesn't even pass the smell test. Wouldn't somebody ask, why is the Taliban, the Taliban's been fighting the U.S. who has been occupying their country for almost 20 years. Why do they need uh, bounties from Russia um, to, to fight back against Americans? It, it's ridiculous. And this, this is the kind of stuff that we get from the, what they call the left, the press in the United States. And um, so, again, that's why, you know, I support independent media. I love Ben Jarofsky. I love the reader. Um, and, you know, I talk about some other um, great sources of information um, in my piece, including the gray zone, which is a, um, a website that I've been involved with. Um, that's investigative journalism, fearless um, and nonpartisan, because I think once you, partisan, you know, it's an Epstein case is the greatest example of that, because it's like, if you want to look at the two, if you want to look at Epstein's and Maxwell's behavior in the 2000s, you can't look away from Bill Clinton. Absolutely. And so the Dems and the MSNBC and CNN, they can't do that. Um, and so, you know, and then if you want to look in the, in the 90s, Trump's face shows up, you know, in videos with Epstein. So we don't want to look there. Yeah. So. Trump actually showed up in the O's as well. That's the one he did the interview with uh, New York Magazine extolling uh, Epstein's virtues. But your point's well taken. But by the way, by the way, I'm just going to say it works the other way too. So there's plenty of uh, federal agents and uh, former prosecutors who go on the right wing uh, circuit to blast right. the left whenever they want to. So it, it, it works um, both ways. Uh, yeah, it's more troubling to me because I'm more on the left and I don't really like to see this relationship. I mean, you know, the FBI is not your friend if you're a Democrat and, you know, if you're if you're a progressive um, there's a long history of the FBI infiltrating, you know, left wing groups. And, you know, the one other thing that you mentioned that I'd like to comment on is you talk about people wearing a wire. Mm -hmm. um, generally, when the feds have someone wear a wire, it's because they want to get at the truth, right? They actually want to get information. Um, uh, that's not the case. And that's, this is the opposite of that yeah. case. And I've certainly <laughs> represented yeah. many of people um, Many people, usually black and brown people in federal court who are on on tape uh, talking to somebody about a drug deal or um, whatever, you know, yeah. there's, there's no holds barred in those cases. And also, the other thing you'll notice is that the feds, you talked about Burke and Solis, you know, they like to go after 
state officials. They like to go after aldermen, governors. They don't really like to go after their own. You don't see a lot of people wearing wires on, you know, federal congressmen, um, senators, um, executive officials. That doesn't happen too often. No, right now, in fact, the big crusade uh, in the Chicagoland area is uh, the Get Michael Joseph Madigan crusade, uh, which is uh, has been going on for, I would venture to say, uh, at least uh, eight years now. And um, so we'll see where that one goes. Uh, and uh, all right, let's go back to, uh, to Bill Clinton. And I had this moment of revelation, uh, Leonard, and I'm going to start with a confession. I voted for uh, Bill Clinton in 1992 against George Bush. I voted for him in 1996 uh, against Bob Dole. And I voted for his wife, Hillary, in uh, 2016 against Donald John Trump. I've had it with Bill Clinton. I saw him at the John Lewis funeral last week. I told you this uh, before he went on the air. Uh, I listened to his comments, his speech, the gratuitous shot. He took it, uh, Stokely Carmichael. I've written about this in the reader. Uh, and that revived all these irritating memories of Bill Clinton and his triangulating and how he always tries to move away from the left to court uh, middle of the road voters by picking up on Republican talking points to bash the left and then just turning to the left and going, you got no choice. You got to vote for me because I'm better than the other guy. That's the game right. he played successfully. Right. Okay. Uh, but it was his involvement with Epstein after dragging the country through what he dragged it through with his involvement with Monica Lewinsky, Leonard, I couldn't deal with it anymore. I'm like, this guy has no freaking shame. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you just put us through hell and now you're on an airplane. This is why I was trying to get at with you. Do you think he knew what was going on? Now you're flying around the world with Jeffrey Epstein. Right. Who's a trafficker and young girls. And yeah. you pretend like you didn't, first you lie, well, I wasn't on the plane, then it turns out you were on the plane, then it's like, I didn't know what he was up to, I've never been at his island, and we all know Bill Clinton and the truth. You remember he right. said, I, I never had sex with that sure. woman. So that's what put me over the top, Leonard, with Bill Clinton. Yeah, I sympathize with you, Ben. I had a similar, you know, some similar experience with Bill Clinton, because I, I did like him when he was fairly young, but... Um, you know, when you look back at what he did, first of all, you know, that, that is still today. He, he took the Democratic Party in a very different direction. He said, we're going to go after that Wall Street money. We're going to partner with Wall Street. He um, deregulated the banks. He ended Glass-Steagall, um, which directly led to the mortgage fraud crisis and crash, the crash of our economy in 2007, 2008. Um, and it's still with us today. We have a corporate Democratic Party um, that's for sale. You know, the DNC is completely in bed with corporate lobbyists. I mean, something like 85% of Democrats are from there for all. And the leadership of the party is overwhelmingly against it. Um, so what does that tell you? about, you know, and, and a lot of that is the legacy of Bill Clinton. And I think maybe part of it was just that the, you know, the Democrats used to align a lot with unions. 
Um, maybe unions were weaker and Bill Clinton said, we can't rely on union support anymore. We're going to go for the wall street money. Um, but it's had a devastating effect on, um, the democratic party and on the country, because we really have two parties, you know, the red and the blue and neither of them are for the people. So. All right. Uh, you're, you're, you're hammering him harder than on his ideological stuff. And it's funny because, uh, after I wrote that story that ran in the reader, people, there was a few people that uh, defended Bill Clinton to me, and I'm going to bring him on. We'll have a debate. But more often than not, people go, Ben, you didn't say this. You didn't say that. It's like I didn't go far enough in my indictment of Bill Clinton. Uh, and I didn't mes- mention Glass-Steagall, that's for sure. All right, let's go back to uh, uh, Maxwell. One other thing I would say about Clinton is, if you don't mind, just up no. on the Monica Lewinsky, I did defend him. In fact, I think I had an op-ed published on uh, the Monica Lewinsky because I did defend him on that because um, you know, my feeling was that was a frivolous lawsuit. <laughs> I, I, I don't have any love for Bill Clinton, but they brought a, a frivolous lawsuit against him just to get him under oath to ask a completely irrelevant question. Um, and it was a trap. It was a trap. Yeah, and it I, was not it was not material to anything, you no. know, and technically that's not perjury. And um, so that okay. was that was Louis, that was how I defended him. Yeah, and I and I was defend. I put in my story. I talk about how I de- I own up to everything you just said, Leonard. I said a million times in about 1999. You know what I mean? It yeah. sounded like an echo of things I said. Uh, my point is this: and this it, this is beyond politics. The man got into that trouble because he was incapable of controlling his impulses. He had a 22-year-old intern, and he didn't have the control to walk away from having an affair with her. Then he lies about it. Correct. He sets himself up. He knows knows the Republican Party is looking at everything they can to bring a case against him, and he sort of invites it on. So Lord knows what kind of Freudian deep dark things are going on in his brain anyway like gary hart type come look at my right. life while then he goes runs Just around of gary hart yeah yeah and so the country goes through hell the democrats extend all this political capital defending his sorry ass al gore goes down into defeat largely because of that we have two wars later okay and what is he doing you think, oh, is he going to reflect on what he did, his behavior that caused him to bring this country to such chaos? No, he's on a freaking airplane with a sex trafficker. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Leonard. You know what I'm saying? It's like yes. this guy <laughs> never looked in the mirror. He never took right. another one of your clients is you were, you were another nothing. one of your clients is Rob Bogovich. And the mainstream right. press is always bashing Rob Bogovich, saying he never learned, he never apologized. Well, what about Bill freaking Clinton? Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? He. So that's where I am with Clinton right now. I had this moment of revelation. And I, it was a combination of your article, I blame it on you, and um, uh, listening to him. Uh, John, all right, enough of me ranting and railing. I want to get back to and close it with this. In your humble opinion, let's get a prediction. Are they going to seal this? (laughs) I sense you're right. 
and that there's no strong inclination to get to the bottom of whatever Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein was up to and who was there at the bottom with him and right. on whose behalf he was doing this stuff. So to bury this once and for all, do you think they're going to have a trial? Do you think they're going to come up to a plea bargain? What's your sense of how they're going to deal with Maxwell? Well, I, you know, I laid out the three possibilities and, uh, you know, I just don't know. I, I guess if I had to guess, I would say it's not going to be a trial because trials are hard to control. Even if you even if you have an indictment that's restricted to three years, um, you know, if I was defending Ghislaine, I certainly would be pushing uh, to bring out intelligence connections because it, it, it is a legitimate defense. If you believed uh, you were um, you had public authority to do certain crimes uh, because you were doing it for supposedly a greater good of, you know, U.S. intelligence. And that's what they were telling you. Um, that is a defense uh, may not be a credible defense. I don't know, but it's certainly worth investigating. And if I were her lawyer, I would be looking into that. But I think uh, so. I, I would say probably not a trial. I would say they're probably going to cook up some sort of deal. Um, but, you know, and then, of course, the third possibility is that she doesn't survive. Um, so let's hope um, let's hope that that's not what happens, that she doesn't get to the same fate, because I don't wish that on her. Um, and, you know, I and I am somebody that just I believe in justice and, and I believe in looking at the facts and evidence. Um, and I like to see justice. And I think you know, poor people that grew up in orphanages and, and were um, trafficked by by Epstein and Maxwell deserve justice just the same as, you know, um, everyone else. And I think it's disgraceful the way they've been treated by the federal government. And I would like to see some pushback and the, by the press and say we, we need to get to the bottom of this and we need some of these questions answered. So that's what that's my hope. I don't really have a prediction. All right. I don't have a prediction either, uh, although I, I have a mini prediction. I do not believe there will be a trial. Uh, and uh, we'll leave it at that. Leonard Goodman, thank you so much for taking the time to come Thanks, on the Bob. show. I love talking to you. It's always Take fun. Care. Bye bye. That's Leonard Goodman. I'm Ben Jarofsky. Take care, everyone.